BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb, available at Walgreens. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. Boston keeps firing from afar. Embiid with a pass, Embiid with a layup, Harden down the court. But Jalen Hurts, a beautiful pass down to Embiid, and he laid it in. The Celtics are trying to get settled into their half court. Harden threw it across all of them, and Embiid with a layup. Easiest hoop of the game. And everybody in Philadelphia, 76 hertz of the Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the 76ers Insiders Podcast. We have another post-win playoff reaction on deck. Matt Murphy, good morning. The series is tied. It's a best of three the rest of the way. How you feeling? Lauren Rosen, what a game. Overtime win. Tie the series at two against the Boston Celtics. 116-115. We've got the stats coming up, but a little teaser. James Harden with his 42 and Joel Embiid with his 34 combined for 76 points for the 76ers. And it was a finish that was all about trust, as we heard after the game. Trust in each other in the case of those two teammates on the final, well, what proved to be the game-winning shot from James Harden. Trust from the coaching staff to the team. They all talked about that word, and that's what you need in these high-leverage postseason contests. They got the win in front of a lively home crowd, and now it's a best-of-three series for the right to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Big time, no doubt about it, Matt. I will jump into the stats now. Then we're going to hear from James Harden and PJ Tucker, along with Tyrese Maxey. Um, send us DMs on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you are. I'm at Lauren M. Rosen. Matt's at Matt underscore Murphy 04. And we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. As you guys know, sometimes we do these live. This one is podcast only. So we'll try to answer your questions for the next episode. Um, If anything stands out to you in these stats or in the audio that we play, just let us know. Uh, Matt Murphy, big time stuff. James Harden, Joel Embiid combined for 76 
points. Got to be a lucky number in there somewhere. Uh, James Harden leads the way. 42 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, a team high, 4 steals, and a block. He mirrors a 40-point triple-double in Game 4. He said he wanted to bounce back, and he did so in commanding fashion, shooting 16 for 23 from the field, 6 for 9 from 3-point land, and a perfect 4 for 4 from the free-throw line. He played nearly a full regulation game, as you said, Matt. 47 points, that was a team high. Or 47 minutes, rather, a team high. 42 points, also a team high. Joel Embiid finishes with 34 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal in his 46 minutes of play. Tyrese Maxey finished with 14 points, 8 rebounds, an assist, 2 steals, and a block in 45 minutes of play. Tobias Harris played 45 minutes of his own, finished with 9 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal at a team high, plus 14 P.J. Tucker's stat line never tells the whole story, but he finished with six points, four rebounds, and an assist. George Niang, a bench high, nine points. Paul Reed, DeAnthony Melton also appear in this one. The rotation got shorter. The turnovers were lessened. Matt Murphy, I know you had some thoughts on James and his turnovers or lack thereof in game four. You're acting like we did half of a live show or something already. But yeah, anyway, okay. <laughs> you can look at the stat line. And you can hear you say it for James Harden with the 42 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, four steals. But then if you factor in that 47 minutes and 24 seconds of play, which was the most for any player in the game, and you think about how he just had one turnover, that is my primary takeaway. James Harden limiting his turnovers because every possession in the postseason is scrutinized by not only the fans, but by coaches on both sidelines. So if you think about what they've been throwing at him through three plus games at that point to only commit one turnover in such a close game down the stretch, Joel Embiid only had two turnovers, but the way they valued the basketball was my main takeaway. And forget about the box score. This game produced some other storylines that are truly amazing. And one is James Harden inviting John Howe to the game as his guest a survivor of the Michigan State shooting. And when John Howe, who is paralyzed from the chest down, was able to get to a game, James Harden told him he wanted to have him as his guest, which he did at game four in South Philadelphia, called him his good luck charm, put up all these stats, got the win, called John his good luck charm, spent a lot of time with him, said hello pregame, spent time with him and his family postgame. Now there's talk of, having him at another game, which seems like if he's the good luck charm, you have to do related to James Harden as well is the song that Doc Rivers sent him before the game. And we're going to hear James talk about this in his postgame media. When there's a little bit of a delay, it's because James is literally looking through cell phones, trying to figure out the text from Doc and the name of the song. You know, my name, Tasha Cobbs, Leonard, a seven or eight minute gospel track that the coach of the Sixers, Doc Rivers, sent to James Harden before the game, you know my name. And these things coming together to tie the series, really a special game and cool stories coming out of it. Yeah, Matt, between John Howe's attendance and the gospel song from Doc Rivers that James and his friends, by the way, listened to on the way to the game, there were good vibes all around, good storytelling all around. I'll let James take it from here. Take a listen to James and PJ Tucker together immediately post game. We ran a, it was supposed to be a dribble handoff, but uh, I thought it was a dribble. It was supposed to be a dribble handoff, or he dribble handoff with me, but Jalen Brown was kind of in, in denying me. 
you know what I mean? So I didn't want to fight and fight and the clock run down. So I just gave Joel space to do what he did. And he got so far in the paint that I feel like Jalen Brown wanted to go help. So Joel made an unbelievable pass and, you know, catch and shoot. James, James, James you know, be able to have a game like this yourself and then being able to contribute left the game and then the game tying going basket to get that basket for you with the overtime. What's it mean for you that I can't make this and contribute the way you did? No one like this. Just wanna win. No matter how it plays out, I just wanna win. And quite frankly today was a you know do or die for us. You know what I mean? So uh we found we found a way to win and that's all that matters in the postseason. So watch film and get better be, get better and be ready to go and see some things that we can get better at and be ready to go for game five. James what does it mean to win? And to have that performance with John in the Oh yeah, it was uh he's my good luck charm. Um just been keeping in contact with him. Obviously like any of us in here it's a tragedy like that to happen, you know what I mean? It's like it's a lot of nonsense that's going on in the world. So for him to be a you know, a victim of that is uh it's, it's heartbreaking, you know what I mean? But he's strong, he's bouncing back, he's recovering very well and I feel like it's my job to just give him that light, that smile that he deserves, that he needs and Hopefully, you know, today was one of those days where, you know what I mean, he, he's smiling and um, that's all I'm here for. Both of you guys, uh, do you believe that the way that you played today, the, the toughness you showed, the resilience, do you think that you either grew as a team or maybe turned a corner? Do you think that this was an important game um, I mean, for me, for me, yeah, I think so. Well, I know so. You know what I mean? Just to be up 15 and then, you know what I mean? cut the lead and they tie the game up and then they take the lead and we keep continue to fight and we don't just shut down and we continue to battle and make shots and make timely possession. Like, that's what playoff basketball is about. And, and, you know, we did that tonight. Of course, we don't want to give up. Like, we're not trying to give a 15-point lead, but it happens. It's a part of basketball. We, you know, you see it a lot. So, you know, it's like next play, how we'll control what you can control and and, and keep fighting to, you know, a zero, zero on the clock. DJ. <clears throat> I don't know if uh, I don't know if you can answer that until after. I think it's one of those things if we don't learn from our mistakes today and the things we didn't do it good, then no. But if we take those things and get better um, in those moments, uh, making the right decision, whether to fan out to a shooter or be low man to help, like that, that stuff matters and communication in those moment, moments matter. So we'll know. Uh, We'll know in a few days. We were just aggressive. And that, I think, for us, being assertive and being aggressive is the difference between most of our games. When we come out early, uh, we assert ourselves, uh, and everybody's tied in together, uh, we're tough. And when we don't, we're not. <laughs> we, we might score a lot of points and still win the game, but um, more times than not in the playoffs, you're not going to win when you're not. So. Um, we got to continue to do that. James, you talked about, James, James, you talked about uh, the last, you said you hooked that film and saw some things that you could correct. Was it just the spacing uh, that that was it? In, in regards to your play, the, the last couple of days, I guess when you shot five for 28 the last two games. I did? Yeah, the last, the previous two. I don't even remember that. Oh, you don't remember that? No. So it just seemed like you came out motivated, fired up this time, like trying to get yourself going a little bit. I mean, I'm always motivated and fired up. It's just things don't work out how, how I would like them to, but it's a part of it. But I'm always, I'm a competitor. Like, I always want to win. I always want to be aggressive. I always want to do things to contribute to winning. Like, that's just me. It's no days off with that. You know what I mean? It's no turning it on and turning it off with that. 
So you know, whether I have 40-something or 18, like I always want to win the game. It's simple. Do you, Do you hear that noise? Like, no, I'm good. Not one bit. Yeah, at this stage of your career, um, winning a championship is what you're here for. I mean, you get that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, tuning out the noise is that part? Of I mean, it's, it's gonna always be noise, whether it's good noise or bad noise. <laughs> like I've been in this game a very long time. I've heard it all, and it doesn't like I. Don't, I'm, I'm in the gym. Like, I'm in the gym while I'm chilling. So it don't even matter. It don't bother me. <laughs> you didn't play a song. You sent me a song. <laughs> Can you guys talk about it? Mean, I think so. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me not get it wrong. Let me not get it wrong. I think the song is called, I'm on the way to the game, and I get a text from Doc, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Sorry. Let me. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. My phone is messing up. Um, yeah, I think yeah. You know my name. It's a, it's a gospel song, and I'm like, all right, whatever. So I just tell my homies, let's play the song. <laughs> and it's a seven minute song, but it's like I let the whole song play, and I'm like, all right, it got to be some kind of ju good juju in this song or whatever. However he's feeling, I want to feel like that. I, mean, I guess it works. So whatever. He texted to me for sure, and I put it on like. It's the first time he ever texted me a song, so I wanted to see how he was feeling. Can you guys talk about the motivation that you're hoping to sort of use this momentum from this game to um, the game five against the Celtics? You better play it again on when we play Tuesday. You better play it again. <laughs> again, James Harden and PJ Tucker talking after game four, a Sixers win, 2-2 series with the Boston Celtics. The media sessions where players are up there with their teammates are always fun. And PJ and James, their relationship, we know, spans a while in this league. And one thing I really loved was PJ Tucker saying that you got to keep listening to that song before games. If you're James Harden, he said that he told the homies to put it on on the way to game four. So keep an eye on that. Every with every postseason run, there are these, you know, storylines to follow. And, and we got two coming out of two, at least coming out of game four that relate directly to James Harden. BP added more than 70 billion dollars to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. But going back in this one, Tyrese Maxey's final numbers are not as big as we've seen him produce in past games and past playoff games at that. But something this year that developed was his teammates and coaches calling him two-way maxi. And the Sixers to build up a big lead in this game that was enough of a cushion for when Boston came back. Yes, overtime and all that. But it was really built up the lead on the defensive end. And Tyrese Maxey had a lot to do with that. I was very impressed with, with Maxey and the Sixers' energy on the defensive end. That's something that P.J. Tucker just spoke about, how he still has to see it happen later in the series and see it continue to see if they learned what is necessary to win this series. But truly the first half activity on the defensive end from Tyrese Maxey and the Sixers really set the tone. No doubt about it, Matt. And, and there, a lot and perhaps too much have, has been made of Tyrese Maxey's struggles against the Boston Celtics this season. Of course, it's been a massive year for his growth as a scorer, as an offensive player, as a shooter, but his stats offensively against the Celtics, whether it's because of their length, he talked about them forcing him to go left. They've been able to slow him down a little bit more than other teams have. But in the way that Joel has talked about learning how to impact the game, even when some of his skills are taken away, in the way that James Harden has talked about learning to do more as a distributor when he's not needed as a scorer, last night it really felt like Tyrese Maxey found a way to make his presence felt in a very significant way, even if his primary skills weren't on full display. So to me, watching him compete defensively, watching him play a large role in Jason Tatum's scoreless start last night, really cool to see Tyrese growing as a defender. Awesome to hear Doc Rivers give Tyrese credit both in the locker room and then at the podium for his defensive efforts last night. Uh, Really cool to see Tyrese making his presence known. It was a rebounding battle between Jason Tatum and Tyrese Maxey for much of that game. Eight rebounds is what Maxey finished with. I did not mean to discredit his box score line because it was a near double-double points rebounds, 14 and 8. But I just wanted to highlight him as one of the catalysts of the defense in the first half against a Celtics team that this entire series so far, anytime a Sixers player steps up to the microphone, whether it's Joel Embiid or Tobias Harris, they talk about this five-out attack of the Boston Celtics, how they have five, six, seven guys that can dribble drive. And that means as a defense, you are working hard to help, to switch, to scramble. And Tyrese Maxey did that very well in game four. Let's hear from Tyrese immediately post-game now. You guys talked all season about learning to find ways to win. You had to find a few ways tonight, but what stood out as you guys got down the stretch? Uh, Resilience, man. They went up five, I think, Um, and nobody wavered, man. Nobody got um, besides themselves. Everybody stuck to the game plan, stuck to what we were trying to do, and uh, we kind of toned in because we had to get stops at the end of the day. 
James Harden, second time this series, came up with a massive shot at the end of the game. What did he show you today? Um, you know, he didn't show me anything. He just showed us that that you know the the world that he's still good at basketball. Man, like he's really good. Like, um, you know, I sent him a text, and I'm talking about it. But I sent him a text, and I just told him like. Dude, go be yourself, dog. Like, don't think about it. Uh, you know who you are. We know who you are. Uh, still do what you have to do throughout the flow of the offense. But, um, you know, for us to be successful, we need Joe to be aggressive, me to be aggressive, James, Tobias. And that helps um, the big fella. So. Maybe what did you observe from him in the last day and a half that, you know, even guys that are future Hall of Famers struggle but figure it out and, and can rebound like that? Uh, I don't know, man. It just he, – he, I knew he was going to bounce back. I didn't know how he was going to bounce back, but I knew he was going to bounce back for his team, man. He's, he's put in so much work throughout this summer to get back to, you know, who he wants to be, and he's done, you know, he's done that. And uh, he sacrificed, I keep saying he sacrificed so much for this team, sacrificed so much for his organization, and all we can do is appreciate him for that. And, um, you know, we need him on nights like this, and um, he was James Harden again. James had a special guest here tonight. I don't know if you're aware, the young man from Michigan State. What did it mean to you to see him here? And, and I mean, you talk about James as a role model on the court, but off the court, too, to do something like that during a high-pressure time like this. Right, right. I mean, for him to go into the locker room and come back out and, like, remember, uh, it's big time, man. Uh, you know, he could be on uh, cloud nine right now because he just, you know, won the game for us again. But uh, for him to take his time and go over there and talk to him, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it almost makes me sad, I mean, you know, because that's just big time of James, man. And uh, he gets a bad rep, but he's just a really good person, man. Like, when he got here last year, man, I think everybody kind of realized, like, dude, I feel bad for this dude because he really, he really loves his teammates. He really loves the people around him. And, uh, you know, we appreciate him. We're glad he's here. Can you just describe what a game like this is down the stretch where you guys are physically gassed, you're emotionally, just like the, the highs and lows of like yeah. how you push through a game like this? Everybody who stepped on the court, I mean, they, they gave it their all. I mean, down the stretch of that game, um, it was so many plays, so many little plays that guys made. Tuck made some plays. The offensive rebound that we got when they thought it was a shot clock violation, that's a huge play. Um, just everything, man. And uh, Joel being able to trust his teammates tonight. Like, he made some passes late in the clock that were great passes. Guys missed, guys made. And uh, that was big time for us. Did you think that Marcus's that last shot was still in his hand, like, immediately? Yeah, I knew. Did you need to look at the, the replay? No, nah, I didn't need to look at that one. I mean, because Jason Taylor had the ball, with, I don't know, one second left. So I'm like, all right, he can't throw the ball over there and, and shoot it. But, uh, you know, we did a great job helping, and everybody was uh, connected on the string. You mentioned the frank conversation that you guys had yesterday at film. How much of that honesty that you shared with each other yesterday do you think carried over today? It helps, you know, it helps when the team is real with each other, when the team is able to have those type of conversations with each other, the tough, difficult conversations. Um, it's big time, man. It just it carries over to the court. And uh, you know your teammates have your back. You know that your brother's going to cover for you. And uh, you needed that. We needed that. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Matt, we haven't talked very much about Joel Embiid and Maybe for good reason, as Joel said post game, he felt he did not play well last night. And we've seen this all season long, right? In this MVP campaign, second consecutive scoring title. Joel has had many nights where he'll put up numbers like, for example, 34 and 13 and still call it a bad night. And of course, the Sixers needed all 34 of his points. Again, a one point margin of victory last night. They needed all 34. They needed all of his rebounds. They needed his presence at the rim. They needed his attention taken away on the offensive end. Uh, but a quieter night for Joel and and cool to see him playing through what he considered struggles. Of course, remember that he was questionable up until game time, due, still still dealing with recovery from that knee sprain, but looking more and more comfortable as the games go along on the court and among his teammates. Matt, one last storyline I wanted to point out, P.J. Tucker's impact. I know I say it too much. I sound like a broken record, but the fact that his stat line never really explains what he does to the game. There was a moment down the stretch, and we've seen it all all series long. We saw it in the Brooklyn series, P.J. Tucker being extremely frank with his teammates, whether it was Paul Reed at halftime uh, of multiple games in the Brooklyn series, whether it's been with Tyrese Maxey, who P.J. of course says that he has a different method of communication for a guy like Paul Reed, who can really take that like tough love, those strong words, Versus Tyrese, who he comes to with a little bit more reason and a little bit more evidence in order to get into sort of Tyrese's brainy side. Uh, We haven't seen it yet with Joel Embiid, at least not publicly. And to see P.J. Tucker bring strong words to Joel Embiid out on the court and then to see Joel respond in the way that he did not only speaks to how effective P.J. is is as a communicator, but how effective he is as a leader. When you're talking to the MVP, the scoring champ of this league, and he looks at you in the face and says, you know what? you're right. I'm going to do what you said. That is why you bring PJ Tucker to your team. Doc Rivers said it after the game. The biggest difference between last season and this season in the playoffs is a lack of a certain player last season named PJ Tucker and the presence of a certain player this season named PJ Tucker. PJ talked about it after the game. He said, Joel is impossible to guard one-on-one speaking from personal experience as someone that has guarded PJ. PJ has guarded Joel rather in the regular season and the postseason one-on-one, he called it impossible to stop. And he said that Joel, with the season on the line, you need to bring that. And Joel certainly 
brought that. Matt, your thoughts on PJ, his presence, his playoffs, and, and what he's been able to do as we wrap this one up. So many Embiid and Tucker thoughts as we wind down. And in that motivational sequence from PJ Tucker to Joel Embiid, that was huge. And that was part of a sequence opposite the opposite side of the floor from where we watch games at home. I want to quickly rewind to the first quarter where for as active as the Sixers defense was, I thought Joel Embiid's first quarter activity on both ends of the floor, man, he looks really good with, with the questionable tag with the knee coming into most of these games. I'm, I'm just amazed and it's remarkable how smart he plays the game and what he's learned in his seven season career so far. He's always had a high basketball IQ and that was something that stood out to people when he just picked up a basketball, the moves he can do and learn just after seeing them once. Well, when he sees whatever the Celtics are trying to do to him, he adjusts. And this year he's played a lot from the elbow and the nail area. But if he sees Marcus Smart on him, this was on our end of the floor where we watched the game. You could hear him loudly calling for the ball in the post, which is what he used to do earlier in his career. And it led to an and one where he had a little word for Marcus Smart. But then fast forward all the way to the end of the game, that sequence of P.J. Tucker's amazing three-point play to tie the game with about a minute left. That is when he talked to Joel Embiid right before he went to the line and made the free throw. And then Tucker talked to Embiid and then Harden sent it to overtime and eventually won it in overtime. My last word, Lauren, on the way out the door is that game five of this series will be career playoff game number 100 for P.J. Tucker. Incredible, incredible stuff and an incredible career for P.J. Tucker, one that is nowhere near over. We heard him in the locker room talking about a little rivalry between he and LeBron James, who have talked to each other for years about who's going to last longer in this league. With the way that they both take care of their bodies and the way that they've both proven value, of course, on, on different planes in different sort of stratospheres. But the two of them are, are going to be playing for some years to come, and it's going to be cool to, to see which one outlasts the other. Matt, you mentioned it, Game 5, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday in Boston. The series then shifts back to Philadelphia on Thursday for Game 6 a possible game seven on Sunday. We will be here with you for all of them. Thanks as always for listening to the 76ers Insiders podcast. We're available wherever you get your pods. Reach out to us at Lauren M. Rosen at Matt underscore Murphy 04 to let us know what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, what you want to hear the same amount of, and we will do whatever it is that you guys want. So thank you, Matt. As always, I'll talk to you next time. Lauren Rosen, thank you. Doc Rivers says we're in a bar fight and we've got to keep slugging. 2-2. Sixers, Celtics, playoff basketball. This is what it's all about. Thanks to everybody for being with us along the way. And we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.